Public service announcement. I have just temporarily closed the doors to Lifestyle Business School. If you are a current or aspiring expertise-based business that has a business, courses, coaching, masterminds, where you are divorcing your value from your time, or that is the business model that you want, you likely know that Lifestyle Business School is the program that I have been tirelessly working on over the last six months to build out six comprehensive playbooks, which basically lay out the entire path. It has everything from business model design to offer creation, to back-end delivery, to driving traffic, live launch campaigns, automated campaigns, everything you could possibly need to start or grow a leveraged expertise-based business to the lifestyle business sweet spot. Now, never fear because we've only temporarily closed the doors and we have added a wait list. So if you head to lifestylebusiness.school forward slash join, pop your name on the wait list and you are going to be notified when we open up the doors with everything built out, which is super exciting. And all of the exciting changes that we have made to the program as well, which we will share in due course. But in order to get the special VIP bonuses, when we do open the door, I want you to go and pop your name on the wait list now. So that is going to be lifestylebusiness.school forward slash join, put your name on the wait list, and you will be the first to be notified when we open up the doors with everything built out with a lot of exciting changes and with pretty much the best deal under the sun. All right, let's get into today's podcast episode. Ever thought about launching an online course and want a sneaky peek into how somebody else has done it? In this podcast episode, I'm breaking down the recent launch of my signature podcasting course, Launch Your Wildly Successful Podcast. I'm going to reveal my strategy, what worked, what didn't, and what I would do differently next time. So let's get into today's episode. Hey, I'm Stevie, and in just under two years, I quit my corporate job, grew an audience of tens of thousands online using social media and podcasting, and used my platform to build a wildly successful online business selling courses and digital products. Now, here's one thing I know for sure. There has never in the history of the world been a better time to launch and grow your online business. All you need is Wi-Fi, a little strategy, and someone to show you the way. This show is dedicated to showing you how I did it and how you can too. Welcome to the Stevie Says Social podcast. Hit subscribe now and let's dive in. Ready to get started and create your own online course or digital product? Head to steviesayssocial.com forward slash checklist now for the ultimate how-to guide. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 91 of the Stevie Says Social podcast. Today, I'm talking about and breaking down my recent online course launch for my signature podcasting program, Launch Your Wildly Successful Podcast. I know that some of you want to create online courses. I get all of the Instagram DMs about launch strategy, about content creation, about course creation, about all of that sort of thing. And that is what I want to give you in this episode. I also kind of had to do a launch debrief anyway. So I thought that I may as well share it. Number one, for accountability. And number two, so that, uh, well, really just for accountability. (laughs) 
So let's get into uh, basically what I did and what worked and what didn't. Now, if you want to know a little bit more about how to create an online course, head to steviesayssocial.com forward slash checklist, and I have a checklist there for you. If you also want to get a little bit more about me breaking down how I actually went through the course creation process, check out steviesayssocial.com forward slash 49, because I go through that in a lot of detail in that episode. This is specifically about the launch of my most recent program. Now, let me go through a little bit for those of you that weren't actually sort of following along with the launch, what the program is. So it is my signature podcasting program, and it's kind of version two of a course that I launched at the end of last year, which was more of an action plan, right? So it was called Start a Podcast from scratch. And I looked around the market and I could see that no one had created an action plan for starting a podcast. So really actionable uh, templates, resources, not needing to go through, you know, 30 minute lessons and things like that. And I thought I'm going to do this. And I had originally intended to create uh, new blueprints. So it was called a blueprint and part of what I had called the blueprint series every six weeks. I've since realized that that was way too much in terms of time and resources. And I'll go through in a different episode, a little bit more of my thinking around that, but that's kind of the evolution of the course. Now, when I decided that I was going to put together version two, that had really come from the fact that this course, the little action plan that I created was wildly successful in itself. So I knew that people wanted to start a podcast. I knew that they wanted to do it in an actionable way, but I also knew that the real kind of action plan that I was supplying wasn't going to get people to the wildly successful status, whatever that meant for them. So it gave you the bare bones of starting a podcast. Yes, these are the steps that you follow. But what I realized is that the difference between a podcast that launches and then pod fades, so people get over it because it's not really doing much for their business, and a podcast that actually really kind of uh, fuels somebody's business, really acts as the top of a sales funnel into a business, really starts to get traction, so not only launches at the top of the charts if that's what somebody wants, but also continually grows and actually acts as like a lead generation source into someone's business, I needed to provide more, still in a really actionable way, but I wanted to put my own framework around podcasting into a course. So that's what Launch Your Wildly Successful Podcast is. Now, I decided that I was going to launch this program mid-year originally. Then the whole COVID thing happened, right? And so what kind of happened is I realized, you know what? People are at home. They want to start podcasts. They've had starting a podcast on their to-do list for however long. And finally, with all of the time that they have at home, they actually have time to do it. And so I was getting messages about where my blueprint was, why it wasn't for sale, how people could buy it. And I just thought, you know what? I'm going to do it now. Plus, I really thought that the ripple effect of, you know, 100 people, which was my goal, 100 people starting a podcast by mid-year in a time when, you know, things are pretty crappy in the world, was going to be an amazing ripple effect. Imagine, you know, 100 people all sharing their expertise, all sharing their knowledge. And I was like, right, I am going to do this. Now, the problem is that I didn't give myself much time. So normally with a launch, I'm prepared about three months out. So I set a date. I really kind of work backwards from there with everything that I need to do. And there's a lot, right? And so then I start to tick things off so that when it comes to the actual week of the launch, everything's pretty much rolling out. So, you know, I don't need to be 
in my email service provider writing emails because they're already scheduled. I don't need to be um, writing you know, social media posts because they're already done. But I didn't have a chance to do that for this launch because I really started quite late. And so for a perfectionist person like me, that was quite tough to get my head around. It all worked out in the end, but it was a little bit tougher, made easier by the fact that I already have all of my processes in place. So this isn't my first rodeo, right? So let's go through how I promoted the launch and exactly what the launch looked like. So What I did is I had a list building period where I went into a big kind of frenzy of building my list through all of the strategies that I used to do that, one of which is Facebook ads. Uh, So I was leading people to a free podcasting equipment checklist. And so I knew that if people downloaded that checklist, they would be interested in potentially a podcasting course, right? So then from there, what I did is I decided to create a launch event. And so my launch event was my uh, free four-part training series called Podcast Kickstart, where I went through everything that you needed to know to start a podcast. So I went through uh, your podcast sales machine, so how to actually uh, create content, not just for content's sake, but to have it lead into your business how to pick a name and how to pick a niche because I knew that they were two things that people struggled with at the outset and why to start a podcast in 2020. Then I went into a webinar. So a webinar was a free masterclass that basically gave a whole heap of value in the space of an hour. And then on the end of it, I made my offer for anyone that wanted to take the next step and start a podcast. And so I really think that that's a beautiful way of uh, leading people into something that they want to do, providing a whole heap of free value. And then if people want to go to the next step, if they want to take it further and they want someone to help them, they can join the course or they can DIY it with all of the free value that they've gotten. So it's a win-win both ways. So that is the way that I ran the uh, launch, basically. So list building into a free training and then I opened the doors and the doors were open for seven days-ish, I think, around about seven days. Uh, and then I closed the doors. So that's how it worked. So what I did in terms of promoting the free training. So how I got people into the free training. So I always set a goal. So I will always say at the beginning of the launch, okay, so how many people do I actually want to buy the program? And so my goal was a hundred people, right? And so I work backwards from there and I say, in order to get that hundred people, how many people do I actually need to have in the free training? Because not everyone is going to buy, right? And so I had a goal around the free training of getting 2000 people into that free training. So I knew I really had to go hard. And so I uh, decided to run Facebook ads. I decided to use organic social media and organic means of getting people in. And so really my traffic sources were Facebook ads, Facebook, Instagram, Facebook groups and collaborations. And that's generally what I do for pretty much all of my different launches. So what I want to do is break down the exact stats of my launch. So I'm very particular and you need to be right when, you know, launching is a big part of your business. You need to make sure that you're keeping a really strong tab on uh, exactly what your numbers are. So in the end, I had, so my goal was 2000, remember, I had 1,280 people join my free training or free challenge. And so I 
really didn't hit my goals. So my goal was obviously 2000. And so that's okay. So I'm going to go through the different numbers. But of that, 705 came from what I did organically. And 575 of those people came in from Facebook ads. So they were leads from Facebook ads. Then the opt-in conversion rate. So this is the second thing that I track. So when somebody comes to opt into the free training, they have to fill out their email details and then they go through to a thank you page to confirm that they've actually opted in. So I always keep a tab on what percentage of people are actually filling that out because obviously if I'm paying for a whole heap of people to get to the opt-in page and they're not actually filling out the form, then there's a disconnect there. There's something wrong with that page. So I found that 64% of people that came from organic traffic, so from social media, they kind of already knew me, they were in my sphere, uh, 64% of people opted in. From Facebook ads, it was around about 56% of people. So I'm happy with those stats, right? I know that, you know, people coming in from Facebook ads, they don't know me. The stats are going to be a little bit lower. I'm really happy with the conversion rate on organic. So I knew that there wasn't really anything wrong with how I was kind of pitching the free training and what that page looked like. So then I went through the free training and I did keep tabs on things like how many people watched the first training, second training, third training, um, which emails were opened, etc. I won't bog you down with all of that detail. Let's get into the webinar. So this was the main launch event where I actually opened the doors for my course. Okay. So of that 1,280, I had 275 people attend the webinar live, which was an attendance rate of 14%. Now, this is also less than what I had originally wanted. So I had uh, wanted 30% of people to show up live to the webinar. So I was a little bit disappointed with that. Let me tell you in a moment why that didn't end up mattering so much. So the amount of people that actually purchased on the webinar. So I had a goal of 10% of people that showed up to the webinar actually purchasing on the webinar, right? So I ended up having 57 people purchase on the webinar, which was a conversion rate of 21%, double what I had wanted, right? So it didn't end up mattering that I had less people coming to the webinar because more people bought on the webinar. Now, just imagine if I had have gotten more people to the webinar, it means that the webinar is converting. It means that people like it. It means that the offer is good. It means that it's a really strong webinar. And so If I had have had more people come, it would have been even better in terms of the number of people that joined. So I can definitely improve the number of people that come along and there's going to be things that I'll look at for the next launch. But I'm really, really happy with the number of people that thought, hell yes, I want to start a podcast. This is for me. Okay. So now let's go into the number of purchases. So I had in total during the live launch, so in that container of the one-week period that doors were open, I had 82 people purchase. So my goal was 100. I had 82. About 50% of those people were on payment plan and 50% were pay up front. Now, I actually love payment plans. It's great for monthly recurring revenue, which means that it really sustains the business. And I actually like having about a 50-50 split. So that worked out really well for me. And I actually have strategies in place to, you know, encourage people um, both ways. And I'm really particular about that. 
So let's have a look now at the sales page. So after the webinar, I directed people through to a sales page where I told people all about the podcast course and if it was for them, they would go through and purchase. So 1,199 people went to the sales page and I made 82 sales total. So what that means is that the conversion rate on the sales page, the percentage of people that actually purchased from either the webinar or the sales page uh, was 6%. So I'm so happy with that. That is awesome. What you always need to do though is break down the number of people that are purchasing from Facebook ads because they're cold, they've never heard about you before, they don't know you from a bar of soap and your warm audiences. So people that have come from, you know, your email list or social media, they kind of know you already and generally they'll be much more likely to purchase. So let's look at the breakdown there. So I had an overall conversion rate of 10%. So 10% of my uh, launch, the people that actually opted in for the challenge, purchased if they were a warm prospect. So if they knew me, liked me, trusted me, listened to the podcast, all of that good stuff. And that means I'm doing the right thing when it comes to what I'm doing organically, right? So I'm really, really happy with that. In terms of Facebook ads, it was 2%. So much, much lower, right? These people didn't know me. They'd only met me the week before. I'm still happy with that though, because I ended up making, so uh, of that 2% of people, it ended up being just over $10,000 in revenue. And I spent just over $2,000 on Facebook ads. So $2,000-ish in, $10,000 out, right? I'll take that any day of the week. And it meant that basically I had five times the amount of return on my ad spend. So really, really happy with that. Now, one mistake that I actually made, and this is a complete rookie error, is that when I set up my ads, my budget for my complete launch was actually $10,000. I wanted to spend $10,000 on ads. I especially wanted to do that because so many uh, businesses aren't advertising at the moment. And so lead costs, so the costs that you actually pay for somebody to join your challenge from a Facebook ad were actually really low. So in my last launch, it was around about $4.50 overall, $4.50 per person going into the launch. For this launch, it was around about $3.60. So it was really cheap. One thing that I forgot to do though, and I can't believe I did this, is I didn't actually check in on my ads very much. So I checked in on them a couple of times, but I actually have a limit set in my Facebook ad account where people, uh, when they actually get to a certain, when I my ad account gets to a certain amount, so when I've spent $2,000, it doesn't let me spend anymore until I reset it. I didn't check that. And so... <laughs> What happened is, and I cannot believe that I didn't do this, and the breakdown really in communication was that I had an assistant tracking all of my metrics and I wasn't checking it enough because I uh, had planned the launch on the back foot and I was spending time on things like creating the trainings and I could see the numbers going up and I was fairly happy with it. But I didn't actually know that there weren't more people coming into the training series from Facebook ads. Huge fail potentially means that I missed out on quite a bit of, you know, revenue, especially with the ad cost, how they were. Something I will make sure that I check for next time, right? So that is overall why I didn't actually hit my targets. I'm not too kind of sad about that. I'm still really happy with how the launch went overall. 
So what other stats can I give you? Now, one other thing that I always track that is really relevant is how much, what your earning per lead is. Okay. So what that actually means, that metric is essentially, um, for every lead that you have come into your free training, so for all of the people that join my free training, how much is each of those leads worth? Okay. And so what I had as my stats on that was for every lead that came into my free training from a Facebook ad, they were worth $18, but I was only paying $3, which means that my ads were working amazingly, right? Now, for people that came in from my email list or from, you know, organic social or those sorts of things, my earning per lead was $82. So it means that all of the work that I'm doing in providing free content, in being active on social media, in all of that sort of thing was working a treat. And so it just goes to show how powerful content marketing is, right? Now, the other thing that I want to mention is my profit margin. So a lot of the time when you hear about a really successful launch, right, people have spent a whole heap of money on Facebook ads and their actual profit is a lot less than uh, what you would think it is because they've spent so much money on expenses. Now, because I didn't spend too much on Facebook ads of my own, you know, really that was my own fault, my profit margin on this particular launch was 96%. Amazing. And I think that if you've ever thought about, you know, online courses as something that you might potentially be interested in, that should speak to you. Now, I know, for example, I've got my brother is in, you know, a solar company and his profit margins are nowhere near that. And so it just goes to show how powerful this particular type of business model is. Now, what I will encourage you guys to do, if you do want to know more about creating an online course, I do have a group coaching program that's coming out uh, in a little while. Head to steviesayssocial.com forward slash checklist and download my checklist for creating an online course. And you'll also be notified when doors to that open. But I want to give you my takeaways. Okay. So a few different takeaways. Number one is that webinars convert really, really well. Okay. So if you have a great webinar, it is a great tool for getting people educated, getting them to know you, like you, trust you, and then providing that kind of urgency and scarcity that people need to take action. Okay. So Uh, And definitely, you know, it's important to make sure that you have a great webinar before you do things like pouring a whole heap of Facebook ads into, uh, into what you're doing. And so I actually did take a little bit of a risk. I hadn't tested out my webinar, but I was very lucky that it worked out really well. Training series is really good for warming people up. So I don't know what would have happened if I had have just had the training, just had the webinar without the training series. I think providing value over that period of time worked really, really well. I think my fast action bonus, so I had a fast action bonus, which I really kind of did strategically, and I won't go into the strategy behind that. I might save that for another podcast episode, but I think that's a reason why so many people were so excited to purchase during the webinar. Uh, And launching in general absolutely works, okay? So they're the things that I did well. I also want to break down just quickly some of the stats around uh, my different traffic sources and what worked well and what didn't. So I actually tracked where people came in on. So uh, around about, so just over 500, I think came from Facebook ads, but I also broke down where everybody else came from. 
And so one thing that really I already knew, but just stood out to me. So I have an email list of about 12,000 people, right? So of that email list, I sent out invitations for people to join the podcast training. And not everyone would have been interested in it, right? Because not everyone wants to start a podcast. But I had around about, uh, let me just add it up. So three, four, 450 people join from my email list. Now let's compare that to social media. So I had 46 people join from Facebook and this is after a really kind of heavily pushing it on Facebook and Instagram. I had 27 join from my website. I had quite a few join from collaborations. Uh, Kate Toon, I have to thank for 23 people directly coming straight over. A couple from LinkedIn, even though I posted on LinkedIn quite a lot. And Instagram organic. So I had from my link in my bio, I had 120 people and also interestingly, 120 people using the swipe up feature on stories. So really what worked for me was email, Instagram. I also tracked the podcast, but a lot of people I think would have come to the website and then opted in from there. So it just goes to show the power of an email list. I talk about this a lot, but my gosh, this is just the ultimate example of it. So what didn't work well? I forgot to check my Facebook ads. (laughs) I won't do that again. I cannot believe that I did that. I didn't have enough people into the webinar, so I need to be better at actually getting people into the webinar and looking at my strategies around that. Email list converts the best, so I really need to focus on that and making sure that is on lock. Uh, I had... Uh, a little bit of a lull at the end. So a lot of people purchased on the webinar, but a lot of people didn't purchase afterwards. So maybe I'll do a second webinar next time. I was rushed, so I didn't give myself enough time. I had a whole heap of materials to create even after the cart closed. Uh, I gave myself about a week for that. It was a very, very stressful week. Uh, On top of some other things that were happening, if you listen to last week's podcast episode, it was like the perfect storm. Uh, So I'll definitely give myself longer. I'm really lucky that I had all of the templates and processes in place, so it was really just going through all of that. But I need to get more help. So what I have realized is my profit margins are probably too high. I'm doing too much myself. And so I really am in a position now where I can afford to bring people on to help me so that I'm not doing it all myself. So they are the takeaways from my launch debrief and the breakdown of everything that I did. I hope that's helpful. I know that I threw a whole heap at you. I was talking fast because I absolutely love this stuff, but... Uh, What it kind of shows to me is, number one, that online courses are so powerful. Number two, you need to have a strategy. And number three, that it can be so, so uh, powerful to actually look at what works and what doesn't. And really, the numbers will tell you everything there. So that is why I always do this after every launch. Guys, I hope that was helpful. If you did get value from today's episode, make sure you send me a DM. So post it on your stories, you listening to the podcast episode, send me a DM. Let me know if you're interested about, you know, maybe creating your own online course and make sure you download that checklist as well. So stevie says social.com forward slash checklist with some more information. All right. I will see you in next week's episode. Until then, bye for now. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. If you've made it this far, hopefully it means you've liked it. Make sure you hit subscribe so that you don't miss future episodes and leave me a quick rating and a review while you're there. I would be so, so grateful. 
Want to say hi? Head over to Instagram at Stevie Says Social and send me a DM. Till next time. Thank you.